Welcome into Inside LAFC Podcast. Joining you from a little cooler Alhambra. Nice breeze shooting through here, as you will see. I am solo today. Yes, we're going to do something a little differently. It's going to be a very special podcast. I will be joined here shortly by LAFC goalkeeper Maxime Crapo. He is back 10 months after MLS Cup. Back in the first team. We'll get his thoughts about the return, the journey from that injury, and what it took can only imagine the challenges that resided in front of him. We'll talk a little bit about Galaxy. I'll give you my thoughts on what I saw and how reinforce how important this game was as we're into the business end of the regular season. A few games left. LAFC needs all the points to make sure they can finish at least in the top four. And I'll let you know how there's a very good chance they can still finish first in the West. Yes, a lot still on offer here for LAFC. Inside LAFC podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, and the podcast starts right now. And welcome back. We are very excited about this week's pod as we get to talk about the 10-month return to the first team for Maxime Crapo. What it was like, can't even imagine what went through his mind over these last few months as he got back in there triumphantly with the victory over the Galaxy. Flying solo here today, you know, sometimes you got to break away from the group, maybe just temporarily. Lionel Richie did it with the Commodores. Gwen Stefani, no doubt, you know, just test the waters. I'm just kidding, we're going to do it. This is a Maxime Crapo show, but we're going to have a little recap here as well about the Galaxy. Absolutely remarkable turnout and atmosphere. And another famous night. And the one thing you take away, because we, Giorgio Chiellini, we spoke to him on the podcast. He says, you can't really call it a derby because there's too many goals. Derbies are supposed to be one nil, one settle, you name it, scoreless. Every LAFC Galaxy game in MLS history has had at least two goals. And the fact they've had two goals has only happened twice. It's usually four, six, or more. In fact, I did the math here. 19 games, including the MLS's back game, because there was eight goals in that game back in 2020. So 19 games between these two in MLS play. Uh, 75 goals. Six more this weekend. It's just the way it is. I don't think we're ever going to have a 1-0. We'll never have a scoreless LAFC Galaxy game. I think that is physically impossible. As the goals keep pouring in uh, and you add up to the three games in MLS play, there was a fourth one as well in MLS Cup action, all with a lot of goals. LAFC will win the MLS series thanks to their win at Dignity Health. LA Galaxy won the one at the Rose Bowl, and here we are. But this was a huge victory for the Black and Golds because, A, they had lost three games in a row, needed to get out of that funk, not only just get the result, but find the back of the net because that was starting to become a bit of a struggle as well. The game against Miami, they were getting chances and weren't able to convert them. The game against Portland, weren't getting the chances. This, everything was flowing, and Steve Cherundolo after the game uh, talked about that. You know, it was a, a cathartic moment, by and large, for this team to be able to experience goals, experience the victory. The other part why it was so big, and I'll come back to the game in a moment, is what lies ahead. So there's six games for LAFC for the remainder of the season. Four of them are away. They haven't been a great away team in 2023, so you got to bank the points at home. If LAFC can win their next two home games and win this Galaxy game, they're going to be in the top four. You hope they get some points away. But you look at what is happening this week for LAFC. These away games are insane. 
Wednesday, it's going to be first for second place in the Western Conference. Say what you want about St. Louis City. They're an expansion team. Well, they're first in the West. Uh, I think only one team has scored more goals than them. I think it's Columbus has 57 goals, and St. Louis City has 56. So that's first for second in the West. Saturday, it's a rematch of MLS Cup 2022. LAFC wanted to add trophies this season. They haven't done it yet. There's still several opportunities to do that moving forward. You have the Campeones Cup later this month, MLS Cup. Uh, Supporter Shield probably out of their reach. There's still chances to win some trophies. But uh, regardless if they win them or not, just look back to the CCL final and all the huge games that LAFC supporters have been able to participate in. Obviously, the two Galaxy games, the one at the Rose Bowl, the one here, the Messi game, the St. Louis game, first and second, this Philadelphia rematch. Uh, it's a loaded schedule, and there's just never a dull moment because so many people talk about MLS, and they say, well, well, this is the time of year. Some of these games don't matter. Well, they do. And I think the expanded playoff certainly gives a little more sizzle uh, as LAFC will have several targets. If they can go and beat St. Louis, which is not out of the realm of possibility, St. Louis play a very frantic style, and I think we saw it with the Galaxy too. The difference in when you score first LAFC are going to win games. They haven't lost a game this season when they scored first. St. Louis City, that is going to be, someone's going to score a goal. And whoever scores first is going to be in really good shape. We'll see if it's LAFC. But if they win that, it's going to be three points off of St. Louis City. And you got to like LAFC's chances from that point forward. If they don't finish first in the West, you want to finish in those top four spots. In the expanded playoffs, there's going to be four quarterfinal matchups in each conference and the top four seeds, it's best three, will have home field advantage. So if you lose a game, you'll get a second shot and a second shot with a home game, two more games potentially at BMO Stadium. Hopefully they'll just need one. Hopefully they'll need just one. So there's a lot here uh, on the horizon for LAFC as they uh, build these playoff credentials. You look at the Western Conference, there's not much separating. St. Louis is there, but then LAFC, Vancouver's playing great, Dynamo's playing great. Portland got a good win over the weekend. Seattle's there. Whoever is playing hottest this time in October, November is going to go to MLS Cup. Maybe that's LAFC. It was a good sign what we saw against Galaxy, which felt like a bit of a trap game, right? Galaxy were playing better. LAFC weren't. It's usually the roles are flipped. But this time, LAFC was in a position where, you know, some people thought they were the underdogs. Crazy. Crazy stuff. But a huge win for LAFC. Two more goals for Denny Buanga. Uh, he has 14, which is co-leader in MLS for the Golden Boot. It's crazy. There's like six guys between 14 and 12 goals, if not more. I'll have to double-check. Uh, Timothy Tillman gets his first goal since March. Huge for him. And it was a really nicely taken goal. And Ryan Hollingshead, who was our guest on the podcast last week, and he he's a great sport because we, we rib him all the time. He said, yeah, you crossed that ball. It wasn't a goal. Yeah, that ball went off your back. This one, he got the ball from Carlos Vela. Uh, we're going to see uh, our wonderful crack staff. Ulysses Roman has a drone shot. Hopefully it'll, it'll get out there where you can see it. Maybe it's not for public consumption, but I know a guy, and we'll get that out. You'll see the movement from Ryan Hollingshead and how he got into a central channel and was able to convert. He has 27 career goals, which is one of the highest totals for a defender in MLS history. And we're efforting those stats so we can get them to you. So four good goals and... You do allow two goals. That second goal that Yoshida scored, obviously, is one that LAFC needs to prevent in that circumstance. You're up 2-1. Everyone was biting their fingernails when it's 2-2, and we're getting down to those final 15, 20 minutes because a point wasn't going to cut it. You needed to win this game. 
And a great sign. LFC got the third goal, and to make no uh, bones about it, they got that fourth goal to seal the deal, as we like to say in the business, and move forward and get ready for these two away games. Then they have uh, Minnesota and Salt Lake at home. I don't know if it's in that order. And then they have the two away games to wrap up 2023. Get the points where you can get them and move forward. And we're going to speak to Maxime Crapeau here in a few minutes, so I will uh, leave that to him. I, I, I get emotional thinking about going back to MLS Cup, and his dad was there, and I, you know, I, I embraced him, and he started crying. And Maxime was with the phone with Team Security Paul in the hospital watching the celebrations. And it was just a tangible moment. And, and we were all celebrating so much, but deep down, you're like, what, what becomes of Maxime Crapeau? These are injuries that sometimes people don't come back from. And athletes are aware of that. And they're, you know, they, their careers uh, you know, have an expiration. They have a small window to pursue this sport, which they give every minute of their life to, and training and games and uh, film study, all of that. It is a full-time job and then some. But you don't know once you realize that there's a fragility with the injuries and your body may not be responding. It was 10 months. 10 months since he was away and there were some complications and you know you have to wonder uh but to see him come back and obviously earn that opportunity going through the right tracks going to lafc2 it was great with lafc2 because lafc2 is playing much better uh, again they are the youngest team in mls but they're doing much better and you know when they were able to bring out mamadou fall and danny chrysostomo and uh maxime crapeau and their 11 it's a different team to have that experience to go with our very talented youngsters uh, but that very young team, Maxime was able to join them and get the, that game experience and progress. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a journey to get back there. And there are no shortcuts. As much as the players want to fast track it and say, I want to get back, I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh, the coaches and all those people do know when you're ready. Now was the time. And think about it. Coming back for a game that LAFC absolutely have to have, not just because of the rivalry, but because uh, they had lost three in a row and they needed... Uh, a shot in the arm, and they got it. And Maxime Crapeau, just I mean, I think you just need, and I'll talk to him about it. You just need to see how your body reacts. But a great sign. Special Inside LAFC podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. We will be joined next by the one and only, the returning, the the returning star to our LAFC galaxy. Here, it is Maxime Crapeau. He is next on Inside LAFC Pod. <laughs> We are back here on Inside LAFC Podcast. You know him, you love him. There he is, Maxime Crapeau. And uh, you've been on this podcast a few times since you injured yourself back in November. You were here, you were the interpreter for Denny Buanga, and you've been on here to help us out. So this is not, But this is not just like another appearance. Well, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I'm getting used to these podcasts with you. And nice it's, it's cool. I'm gonna, I can't lie, actually. I got very nervous and was very excited to, to speak with you today because I was, I was going through my mind what... And it's going through your mind. What exactly happens when you've been out for 10 months and then you return? Actually, let me start like this. 
When did you find out? How was that conveyed to you that said, Max, you're starting uh, against the Galaxy? Yeah, two days before the game, uh, I had a talk with Steve and Oka uh, up in the office before training, and they brought me the news that uh, they, they, they've put me in for this game, which was uh, really uh, positive for me and really a, a bit of uh, nervo nervous, uh, a bit of nervous touch, a bit of excitement, a bit of... Uh, uh, enjoyment as well because there's so much work put into the moment so uh, it was a kind of a mix of emotions of all these little things uh, but at the end of the day I was really happy to step on the field and um, contribute put my grain of salt to uh, to the win against uh, the Galaxy on the weekend. You have a lot of expressions in, in many yes. different languages. Yes uh, that's uh, why sometimes people are confused but it is what it is. What was uh, the one in French you told me right before we started about making that first appearance. Say it in French. The la glace est brisée. Which you said it's like the ice, breaking the ice. Which breaking the ice. What we say in English. Now we gotta, you know, Roll keep it small. rolling. Keep it rolling. This was a process though for you because obviously getting the LAFC two games told everyone, okay, he's he's healthy. How healthy were you when you first started with LAFC two to I mean, how much more did you have to work on your body from when you first started getting games there starting the game on Saturday. Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's so much work uh, within that 10 month span, but with uh, the first game that I've played was around nine months or so. And uh, it's mostly getting comfortable to be in those position again. Uh, so you have to feel it to know what's what you need to to arrange and to touch up. And so uh, there was the physical part was fine because 90 minutes, uh, regardless, you need to go through your 90 minutes uh, physically. So everything was fine. It was just more getting the feel back and really adjusting what do I need to work on uh, still uh, to, to be in a place that, all right, well, Max is back, you know. Uh, but there's a bit of touch-ups physically and more explosivity and me being more comfortable. But overall, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, was, I was fine. No way you could have had it all. I mean, this is not only the game, your first game back in 10 months, but it's the Galaxy game and this place is rocking. Uh, what were your nerves like? I mean, when you, you roll out to the stadium, you look around... You want it to feel normal, but it can't feel normal, can it? Yeah, you're right. You're right about that, where uh, there's a bunch of emotions rolling through. Uh, I got some images of the last game I've played there, and then you have the the crowd uh, with the with bit of emotions uh, because they, uh, they they receive me so well. And uh, after that, there's that game. You got to focus on that game. You got to blend everything out and really focus on your job. And uh, it was, like I've said, some happiness, some excitement, a bit of uh, butterflies in the stomach, which is totally normal because, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you cannot hide from the fact that it's been almost a year. So uh, it was it was really cool to experience. And like I said, uh, ice is broken. <laughs> <laughs> this brings it all the way back. Did you think it was going to be this long? Do you think it was hopefully that maybe it was going to be shorter? Or could did you feel like you were maybe ahead of schedule? Uh, it depends. It was a roller coaster in terms of uh, coming back because I took my yes, I took my my time where uh, I was pushing every day, and then at one moment I had some places that I kind of found a plateau that I was not moving, uh, and then there was some really really uh, moments that I went really fast, and then things were going really well, and then boom! At one point I had uh, scar tissue that popped. Oh boy! Kind of felt weird. Uh, but it is the reality of uh, 
of the situation in our job and so this was a, a bit of step in the of step backwards I, I could say but it was a one step behind to to do five and up front and so uh, at the end of the day it was a positive thing it's just that no matter that when it happened it was uh, difficult to uh, to absorb once again uh, but in that process I've learned a lot and so uh, I would say that I didn't rush it because at the end of the day uh, I don't feel anything right now today so it's nice great I would have never asked you this before but now that you're back uh, I, I figure it's worth asking because I, I'm always intrigued by the the journey of the athletes. Was there a moment where you thought, I may not, maybe this doesn't react, maybe my leg doesn't react the way I want to? Was there ever a moment where you were worried that um, something like that could happen? I mean, sometimes you can think about these uh, little moments, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I never doubted myself. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to really put your head down and get to work, literally, like roll up your sleeves and uh, try to do as much as you can in order to be as fit as you can, as fast as you can. And uh, my mind was always convinced that uh, this is going to be behind me one day. And absolutely, yeah, like uh, it's just another another injuries and I've, I've faced adversity and it's just another step the good news max we'll stop talking about those injuries now you get back into the, the rhythm how quickly before you felt that okay this is it this is where i want to be where you know uh, you didn't face a lot of shots i mean most of the play was at the other end what how did it go for you what were your uh, your um your expectations for the game uh, yeah, I mean, well, all these games uh, against uh, <laughs> against uh, the Galaxy is a game that are really uh, emotional and uh, a lot of numbers are thrown forward, which we did a good job at absorbing them when it, when it was a moment. And uh, we did capitalize on, on a few of our chances, but it's a game that... Uh, Sometimes it's it's flying left and right, throwing numbers. It becomes more of a transitional game, which at some point we did a good job of closing this down and just being disciplined and mature enough to close that game. I'll go back to MLS Cup, and the one thing, one of many things that stood with me is the closeness with John and how happy you were for him to get your opportunity. Uh, what has that relationship been like? Uh, and obviously this week where... Um, you know, he's been the, the number one. Now you're, you're coming in and uh, you take that job. There's only unfortunate room for one goalkeeper. Maybe that changes one day. But what has that relation been like from back there in November to now? Yeah, Johnny and I, you know, we're really close ever since uh, the first day of, uh, of school, basically last year. Came when everybody together at the same time? Yeah, exactly. You know, it was really uh, uh, a genuine human connection. And I'm so happy for him when he does well and vice versa. We want the best for each other. And uh, every day we push ourselves on the field. We correct ourselves. We see what we can do better as goalkeepers, but as a person to help the team as well, to perform and to get three points. And so uh, this relationship haven't, have not changed since day one, and uh, we deeply care for one another. That's beautiful. And the chance to, to call the family back in Quebec, I know it's a big thing. Big Remy was here to get him on the phone and yeah, tell my him what's going to happen. My parents are in town, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> planned, you know. Uh, uh, they were coming for that, that little trip that we are having this week, and so uh, it was not even planned that they landed the night before the game, so it happens that uh, <laughs> they were in Wait town for the game. Wait. So they came in, they go, I got something to tell you? Almost, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, that, well, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Maybe. Uh, upwards and onwards. And I said, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the point where you're, you were, before the injury, one of the top goalkeepers, and we look forward to you being there again. Um, what do you want for this, the rest of this regular season? What do you want to work on? What do you want to get to, to, uh, to feel like you're back to where you were? 
prior to MLS Cup? No, first things uh, first things first is to win, uh, to win games, and we are in a spot that uh, we need points, and the standings is really tight, and so every game is uh, is considerable a final, especially uh, our goal is to, is to win the West and. Uh, we we want to go and gun for it, and we know exactly that we have a group who knows um, how to go on the road and make it happen, and we have a team that knows how to win at home as well. So uh, for us, the target is to win every single game, and I've, I've said it in the past, this is the approach that we want to have, and on a personal level, well, uh, we got to take it game by game, cannot put ourselves ahead of, uh, of, ahead of schedule. We really got to say, all right, Next 90 minutes, uh, what can I do more to improve my game, be more comfortable, uh, be more fluid? Uh, because after 10 months, it's been a while. It's, that's, uh, that's a long time. But it's literally a matter of helping the team. This is number one, helping the team, winning, and then obviously uh, the rest take care of itself. Being on the sideline and seeing this team practice and play, have you seen the different perspective? Have you learned something different about the team where you've you literally had to sit and watch because you couldn't play? Is there something from your perspective that's changed? Uh, yeah, I mean, a couple details because there's some guys I haven't had the opportunity to play with uh, again. So it's like really knowing uh, knowing them, knowing what type of ball they want to receive at some places on the field, uh, uh, how to approach people because it's not only playing football, it's talking to a person and managing emotions in the in the heat on the field and so it's literally learning with who am I going to war with uh, this is very important final question what was it like to be in front of the 3252 what what yeah. was that reaction like yeah it was great uh, it was great it's a feeling that uh, it never gets old it never gets <laughs> old be great it's always a, a, a fire burning inside uh, when uh, you get to play in front of, uh, of our supporters and uh, it's always an enjoyable feeling. So I would say that uh, I never get tired of it, yeah. One of my favorite interviews. I know no gags that were both maxes. It's just the fact that you're back, man. It's a, a thrill for us, and we know you're, you're such a beloved member. Uh, you put your body on the line for this club, and uh, we we all love you very very much for that, my friend. Well, uh, thanks for having me, and uh, see you next time, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it inside LAFC podcast. The great Maxime Crapo joining us. Make sure you rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, learn a little French along the way. Here, see, we're covering a lot of bases. <laughs>